millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to ModPath Chat, the official podcast of modern pathology, featuring interviews with authors and experts on the latest science, technology, and developments in the field of pathology. Your host, Dr. George Netto, is the editor-in-chief of Modern Pathology and the Chair of Pathology at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Here's Dr. Netto. Welcome to today's episode of ModPass Chat. I'm pleased to have the opportunity today to visit with Dr. Siba Al-Hussein and Dr. Sanam Logavi, co-authors uh, of recent editorial published in Modern Pathology. It's a unique editorial, it deals uh, with social media. Uh, so let me first start by introducing Dr. Hussein is currently a hematopathology fellow at MD Anderson Cancer Center and soon to join a faculty uh, as faculty at the University of Rochester in New York. Dr. Lugavi is an assistant professor at the Department of Hematopathology at MD Anderson, and uh, I, I took uh, the liberty of, uh, of stealing uh, one of uh, the sentences she had describing her passion uh, from her bio, where she says, I'm passionate about using technology and social media platforms to advance pathology education. That pretty much summer, uh, summarized uh, the topic of, of the podcast, where we're going to be talking talking uh, about uh, the utility of social media uh, in amplifying uh, our educational message and, and even as you're going to see some of uh, the clinical objectives. Thank you both for accepting my invitation. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad they worked out. So uh, let's uh, jump in uh, to discuss the editorial. But before we do that, and maybe uh, Dr. Ogavi, you can uh, weigh in because uh, I think this preceded uh, uh, Dr. Hossein's uh, fellowship, where that initiating events where you guys at MD Anderson Hempath started getting into all this uh, tweet uh, about uh, creating a hashtag. So that was uh, what I'm referring to. I think is a conference called Current Concepts in Hematopathology, uh, correct? So can you take us back? It was in 2019 or even before. Of course, sure. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was very much aware of social media platforms and how, you know, other pathologists were on social media uh, trying to promote the, the discipline of pathology and to advance education. But, you know, as is life, I was just incredibly busy. It was like the, the beginning of my career. And I just didn't have time to engage in social media. Or I thought that maybe it wasn't worth the effort. 
um, until I had to organize this meeting, um, the current concepts in hematopathology, which actually before COVID-19 used to be a, uh, you know, every other year event that we held for our alumni. Uh, it preceded my time, but then as I joined, I took over as one of the organizers. Um, and, you know, we were advertising the conference. We were going through the usual uh, methods, posting on pathology outlines, on the Society of Path. And then someone, um, and I don't remember who it was, but someone had suggested to Saw Wong, one of our other faculty members at MB Anderson, that, you know, you guys should advertise on Twitter. There's a large audience of pathology uh, residents, fellows, and pathologists on Twitter that would be interested. Uh, so we said, you know, we don't know anyone on Twitter. Who do we approach? And someone suggested Eve Crane, who's now a great friend of mine, and who I didn't know at the time. Uh, and Adam Booth, who was a resident at the time at Galveston, was also rotating with us. And, you know, he's a social media star. So... Uh, we said, okay, sure, maybe we'll ask Eve and Adam to help us advertise on Twitter. And Eve was so gracious, she actually offered to come for the meeting and live tweet the meeting as we yeah, were, yeah. you know, holding it. So Adam and Eve started live tweeting the meeting. They helped us create a hashtag. I really didn't know what a hashtag is or, you know, what it Which what it is uh, an opportunity to talk about the jargon. I think you call people like Adam and Eve... Uh, it's interesting the, 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 yeah. the, the couple, the name. Uh, you call them uh, influencers? Twitter yes, influencers. they are social media influencers, for so, sure. What an age we live. Uh, for sake of disclosure, uh, Genevieve was our resident at Hopkins, so uh, I, I never knew she's going to be such a rock star in social media. I knew she's going to be a great pathologist, but that's, that's, that's great. So, so influencers do help, right? Uh, oh, because they're already 100%. So, you know, they came and they started live tweeting the event. And I was, you know, so I, I started following them on Twitter and following the, the tweets that they were sending. And by the end of the day, within a span of maybe eight hours or so, we had, you know, they got the statistics from Simplor. And I was shocked. We had more than three million impressions of that meeting, oh. uh, you know, just in a matter of a few hours. So, so explain, I, you know, explain to uh the previous generation, people like me, what is this impression? Uh, what does it mean? Sure. So impressions means essentially the number of times people saw that tweet on Twitter. Uh, they don't have to have necessarily engaged with it. They may not have clicked on it, but they saw the tweet. So these are people that either followed Adam and Eve directly or followed some of their followers who had liked their tweets or engaged with their tweets. So, you know, in a matter of eight or 10 hours, we, you know, surpassed what we, sorry, go ahead. Amazing, sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah. it was incredible. So then, you know, I, I became a believer and I said, this, this is real, this is very powerful. And, you know, maybe I should spend a little bit more time and learn about this. So then I started, you know, actively following people like Eve, um, Adam, Kamran Mirza, who is a big team path influencer on uh, social media. And it was, for me, it was kind of like an instant addiction because I just realized how powerful it was. And I started learning, you know, I started, I started trolling people. That's another, another I guess, trolling is, you know, how you secretly stop or follow people. 
So I was wow. following people to learn, you know, what they were doing with these Twitter accounts. And I also have to give credit to one of the leukemia physicians at MD Anderson, Naveen Kamaraju. I'm sure you see him. He's also very active on social media. He had mentioned to me a couple of years before, you know, how powerful Twitter was and how we should use it as a medium. But again, I just, you know, I didn't have time, regrettably. So then, you know, I started tweeting and I started engaging. And it was right about the time that Siba was joining as a fellow. And I'll let her, you know, uh, give you a little intro on how we all got together. Yeah. So Siba, so Siba, you're the uh, you're the first author uh, on this great editorial, uh, and I was uh, very supportive of that uh, publishing this editorial because at Modern Pathology, as you know, and and clearly this podcast, uh, I happen uh, to be uh, a believer, like you just said, Sinan, that this is very helpful uh, for our field. Uh, so Siba, can you take us through? Uh, you know, your experience, uh, stuff that you Absolutely. detailed in the article uh, about the different aspects that social media and Twitter specifically uh, can help us in pathology education and clinical and uh, public awareness and what have you. Yeah, absolutely. So, so first of all, I would like to say that I'm someone who was very skeptic about everything social media. I'm not someone who, you know, uh, naturally would go and be very active on social media platforms. So this is why I, I never had a Twitter before hmm. 2019, which is very interesting, knowing that right now, today, I spend, you know, a, a good amount of time um, learning stuff on Twitter and tweeting stuff. So, um, I was very go, going into it. I was very skeptical of it. Um, the thing that started the whole thing at MD Anderson in our group was that Dr. Logavi kind of like um, invited a social media uh, uh, wizard, I guess, who gave us like a small lecture about how to set up a Twitter account, um, the benefits of having it, how to, um, you know, uh, kind of like abide by the rules of uh, being in a medical, coming from a medical background and tweeting about medical stuff without breaching any patient um, information. So it was a very informative um, session. And it also opened, like that was my, um, you know, uh, the moment when I realized that, yes, this is uh, this is powerful and this can lead to a lot of things. That was like my my moment when I, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally sold on this and we should, at least try it um so and and this is what i did um i had you know i was very fortunate that dr logavi was already addicted so i i took a lot of from I, I took a lot from her experience um and i tried to build on it and give like a fellow perspective on how to use this kind of things um in order to learn because i was like also starting my hematopathology fellowship which, which is a very um you know intense uh, uh experience so um going into this i had i was um learning from both sides right like i was learning from my, my training and i was trying to implement everything i'm learning every day um into twitter and going back to that word that we talked about before um archiving kind of like archiving our cases um into a platform or um in a, you know somewhere right so that we can go back to it if we if we need to um, that the was cases, like the cases you're tweeting about the images, exactly. right? Exactly, and these are and these are cases like everything that we're tweeting are cases that either 
are either unique um, or cases that we had troubles coming up with a final diagnosis um, uh, on these cases or classic, you know, bread and butter kind of like uh, textbook uh, pictures of, of cases that you can, some people can find helpful for, for board review. So and, and, in all, and so how do you archive? How do you, how do I go back and search for that? If, if I'm a yeah. path fellow sitting here at UAB and I want to benefit from all that repository. This is where, this is where the hashtag um, element uh, comes into play. So when you, so we created the hashtag HIMPATHMDA, um, which is an abbreviation for MD Anderson. And when you go to hashtag NDA, you'll find all the tweets that we've tweeted. It's been two years now. So um, this is one way to go about it. And the other way is to go to hashtag HIMPATH, which is a more, uh, you know, it's, a, it's more of a global hashtag where people from all over the world um, can tweet stuff about hematopathology in particular. So there, when, when you go to he, hashtag HIMPATH, you'll find our tweets and tweets from literally like all over the world. So these are like two ways. Another way is to go to um, uh, to broaden, kind of like broaden the, the perspective and, you know, include the leukemia clinicians. So hashtag leukemia SM or social media is a is another way to look for stuff that have to do with hematopathology. But uh, obviously there are hashtags for cytopathology, hashtags for GI pathology. At this point of time, every subspecialty in pathology has its own unique Amazing. hashtag that you can go Amazing. to. Amazing. And, and that search will occur through Twitter or do you yeah. can do it also through Google? Whatever you put hashtag, it will lead you to this. I, I My guess would be that if you put it anywhere, you'll get a Twitter page um, and that's, because everything that's... is, is it's so connected. But in Twitter in particular, when you go to that search box and you put the hashtag there with any word following it, you'll, you'll get like everything about it. Excellent. So, I mean, I understand and, and clearly we, we all value the educational aspect, but you touched upon that. The, there are issues and I, I go through it in my own department. We, you know, one of the things we brought communication director and we started uh, doing all this to do a case of a week and what have you is what we have to be very careful because pathology on one hand is is very amenable to that because we live on images. This is our job and, and Twitter is such a platform that is conducive to that. But the issues of HIPAA, the issues of also turning off some audience uh, with certain images that, uh, you know, gross images for us may be interesting, but Twitter is open to the public because you, you touch upon that in your uh, editorial that it helps you even with the public. So can you give a word of advice to uh, to people who are listening if they were have not embarked so actively on Twitter, uh, how to best avoid these uh, hard lessons? Absolutely. So first of all, there's a paper about this, and I think it's led by um, Dr. Crane. Um, and if, if I'm not mistaken, Dr. Gerard Gardner, about uh, the rules oh, the and, you know, the, 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 the etiquettes, right, of uh -huh. um, how to tweet. Um, so there's a paper about this. It's very comprehensive and it teaches people um, how to pay attention and be careful about stuff that you might not really pay attention, you know, or, or be careful about because you're so used to. Um, you know, send, you know, send, put your pictures out there and tweet about your friends. Um, and maybe you don't have the same perspective when it comes to um, tweeting about something medical. So Correct. obviously, like, it's not a bad idea to, uh, you know, take it and take, you know, take a moment and just think about what you're tweeting. Um, this is, you know, this is something that is very important. And I and I try to do this every time I create a tweet. 
I just, you know, put it there for five or 10 minutes, go back to it and with a fresh mind and then, you know, take a look at it again and make sure that everything, everything that I'm saying is really neutral. It doesn't, um, you, you cannot really guess who am I talking about, basically. Obviously, when I tweet pictures, I make sure that MRNs are gone. Um, everything that that is patient-related is, you know, is deleted. Um, Double-check. Um, it, it never hurts, so double and triple check, because once it's out there, it's out there. You cannot take it back. People take Correct. screenshots. Um, even, you know, in the age that we live in, screenshots are very easy to, to take, and people... Um, you know, take it with a with a good intention, obviously. But uh, you know, but if, you, if right. you have anything so that is definitely that is, uh, that anything is, that is traceable in terms of HIPAA, we have to be extremely yeah. careful. So just you know, just to take a couple of minutes before tweeting. Uh, to double check everything, and and everything should be okay. Excellent. I mean, I uh, I I don't think is. Some people may argue it's an exaggeration because the title says rebranding hematopathology using Twitter and the Anderson experience. Uh, I guess. Uh, uh, We're but, Middle but, Eastern. <laughs> We're very exaggerated. That's, uh, that's very passionate. Let's put it that, that way. So, uh, but but uh, I, I I was struck, you know, reading the editorial uh, at the time we submitted, and and now again for the podcast, you know, I was struck about really how how many applications, you know, the public awareness about certain diseases, because even the public can can look at that, uh, clinician engagement, uh, establishing collaborations. Uh, is that true? You know, did you get any collaboration due to some tweets among uh, the different uh, the different influencers? institutions can you mention examples to our audience i'll let the guy go first so um, you know it's been incredible the the engagement with um you know with our group has has just been remarkable i think you know we're very fortunate because we were at an institution that was heavily invested in using social media to advance uh, first of all, the brand of MD Anderson, you know, they use it for patient education, for patient advocacy, and then they also wanted to use it for medical education. So we have an office dedicated to social media, and that was very, very helpful for us in terms of, you know, the ethics of using social media, how not to violate HIPAA guidelines, you know, using all of these experiences that was provided to us and, you know, the, the guidance that was provided to us by social media, uh, by the social media office, we were able to establish a presence that I think was mostly educational and not so much a, you know, um, not, not like too social or too, entertain, too entertaining. So then people started engaging with us. And through that, we built, you know, relationships with clinicians outside of MD Anderson, with other pathologists outside of MD Anderson. Everyone was keen and eager to, you know, help essentially advance this, this program that we had created. And, you know, to give you an example, we published in um, The Pathologist with Kamran Mirza and with a group of outstanding world-renowned clinicians in every, you know, in, in different areas of heme malignancies, a series of educational cases that coincided with ASH. So that issue of The Pathologist was released um, with you know with the annual ash meeting and these engagements and collaborations and um you know relationships essentially were purely built on twitter excellent well 
I wish uh, we had uh, more time because uh, this is really uh, probably we can do another podcast on social media and uh, invite you and some uh, of the other influencers. But uh, this has been very informative and uh, uh, I uh, refer our uh, audience uh, to the freely available article or editorial in this case uh, to uh, to learn more. But uh, I wish you, uh, Siba, uh, the best of luck uh, in your endeavor. I know you're leaving MD Anderson and uh, uh, same Sanam, thank you very much. Both of you, it's been, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. It's really been a pleasure and thank you for the opportunity to publish the editorial and to speak about it now. Thank you both. Any opinions expressed in this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the views of modern pathology, Springer Nature, UAB, or USCAP. Your ModPath chat host and scientific director is Dr. George Netto. Producers are Christina Crow, Amber Jackson, Dr. Sarah Jang, and Dr. Catherine Ketchum. Technical direction is provided by Kaminsky Productions, music by Mitch Neubauer. Thanks to the authors, reviewers, and editors of Modern Pathology for making this podcast possible. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.